You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey. I'm Jason Harvey, and that's what you guys are listening to. So, uh, thank you. I don't know why you keep putting up with these awful intros from me, but uh, I always try to just get right into it like we're going to right now. I'm just going to introduce my guest, Nicholas Don Smith. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, of course. You're a, you're a favorite of the show. So I think this is third, third time being on, um, because we did uh, where we played D and D. I think Natasha, that was sketch Natasha sandwich. And I, was that I sketch think, sandwich? That was sketch sandwich. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, then maybe you've only done the show twice, where yeah. we talked about uh, rated R movies. Yeah. I think Which, growing up Mormon, growing and the up type Mormon. Of movie yeah. We watched. Yeah. Well, uh, glad to have you on again. I'm excited to be on. We're, is, uh, it's going to rule. Yeah. So basically, this past week was a was a good week for you, to say the least. It, correct? Yeah, it was. It was uh, is mind boggling. So uh, Nicholas is uh, the the creator and one of the hosts of. I'll just go out and I'm I'm just going to say it: the best comedy show in Utah. High praise indeed. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I really, I, I feel that way. I, I think it's one of the most in, easily enjoyable comedy shows because there's a lot of different elements that, that come into play that's really cool to see. Yeah, oh, absolutely there is. And uh, I think that's why I've been able to trudge through over two years of it yeah. because it just brings me a lot of joy even though there's a lot of work. Um, the payoff is always... Always awesome, and the comedians always seem to have a really good time. It so. is fun. It's a fun show to watch, and it's a fun show. I've I've been able to do it quite a few times, and it's a fun show to be on. I don't even think I mentioned the show. It's uh, Dungeons and Comedy. So if you are now listening and you've never heard of it, you have a Facebook page, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dungeons like the, and Comedy Facebook page. Yeah, like the Facebook page, and then look for shows. There's... There's uh, there's one coming up in October, and uh, you should yeah. definitely go to that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the past. Yes. So, when did you you started Dungeons and Comedy? When? In uh, late May of uh, 2014, and uh, I I uh, had wanted to start a show. Uh, down in Provo in Utah County where I live because at the time there were just there was a lot going on in the Salt Lake County area and one I kind of didn't want to compete with everything up there I didn't want to step on any toes two I've been doing open mic at Muse Music uh you know for a, a couple years um that's you know one of those places early on where I really cut my teeth and what were uh, the open mics like there? They were really interesting because was it, it just it was comedy a, open mic? It was or a, it just a music open mic. It was a, it was a mic. music open mic. And uh, I, my friend Gary Argyle, had you know played shows there, and so I went to one of his his shows, and then he introduced me to Darcy and Debbie Reynolds, who are the proprietors of Muse Music. And I talked to them and said, "Hey, I." do stand-up comedy would it be okay if i came to your open mics and did that and then we kind of talked about where the limit was how far could i go and i promised them that i wouldn't go over that line and i never did as far as they were concerned they i could talk about whatever i wanted but because it was in provo and it was advertised as a all ages open mic you know you got to be respectful got to be respectful sure well because you don't want to run off people that had been coming there and spending money or whatever they're doing. Yeah, who were so, yeah. and they were there maybe just you know to play like, you know, a couple songs they'd written. So I got eight minutes if I wanted to use all eight minutes. Um, most of the time I didn't. Yeah, because uh, it just seemed really well, daunting. Just well, to that's get what I don't think five lo- minutes. I don't think a lot of people understand how long of a time that is for 
somebody who's new to comedy. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it seems like an interminable amount of time. I, uh, I made the stupid mistake of, uh, trying to, uh, open for a band at my friends. Uh, He's a he's a bouncer at a at a bar in Lehigh called Scores. Scores, and, yeah. Cool. And I tried to do ten minutes, and it was the most brutal, humiliating, unending ten minutes of my life. I I ate it so hard, and but it was kind of a, this wonderful uh, feeling after. I got off stage and kind of processed the failure. I suddenly realized this is the thing I've been dreading, and I survived it. The world's still here. I'm still here. Comedy's still going to happen tomorrow. It's not a big deal, and I, but I learned a lot from that. Yeah, I think it's important to eat it every once in a while. Oh, Just absolutely. eat it hard and realize, oh... I'm not what I thought I was, or yeah. I'm not where I want to be for sure. Mm-hmm. This isn't what this isn't what I want to be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's I learn. I've learned more from my failures than I ever have from my successes. Generally speaking. Yeah. Absolutely. Generally. Yeah. I think does it doesn't just apply to comedy, but I think with with comedy, a good show, the feeling of a good show, it it's amazing. Like yeah. it, it'll take you far, and you it, it's motivating. So you need those good shows. But the hurt from things not going well or from you knowing, I forgot this. I didn't do these things. And yeah. It just keeps you sharper. Like you go back and I've lost countless hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Laying in my bed thinking, uh, maybe I should have told these things in a different order. Yeah. Maybe I, uh, that's not a joke at all. Maybe yeah. I just need to drop that instead of trying to work it. Yep. So... Muse music. So you went there, you did the open mic, and then... And then I... I uh, your um, comedy and other opinion show. I'd seen every one. I'd made yeah. it out to every single one that you'd done. And um, it... Which at that point had been a little over six months. Yeah. Yep. And it, it just kind of opened my eyes up. Because like a lot of the comedy shows I'd seen like... Uh, and... Certainly not to disparage any of them, you know, because it was, you know, we just all wanted stage time and a chance to get up in front of people. But, yeah. uh, you know, what I had seen was just your standard showcase format. Yep. And then you went in and you kind of tweaked it a tweaked little bit. It, and by having the <laughs> inane interview questions at the end of each comic set, you had yeah. all these questions written out on cards. There was some audience participation. There was some randomness to it. There was uh, some some improv to it. Comics just had to think on their feet. Yeah. And so it kind of really let people know how talented these performers were. It's like you could show off their written material, and then you get to see how funny they are just off yes. the cuff. Yep. Yeah. And then you developed it with the, uh, the interruptions. Yes. And it just, you know... It really just made me want to do, kind of do my own show to contribute, to give back to all the people who had put me on shows and took in a chance on me. And I kind of wanted to, you know, contribute something to the scene. And so I started thinking about what format do I want to do. And then I remembered how much fun role playing with my with my close friends were because we're all a lot alike. You yeah. know, and so some of the funniest goddamn shit would happen during those adventures. Yeah, laugh our balls off, and I was like, imagine putting comics in that situation. And oh yeah. Boom. But my first, my first two shows, it was just, can I get Provo people to a fucking comedy show? Yeah. Because I was a little scared about doing the full thing. And uh, on the second show, that's when I introduced like giving everyone a twenty side to die, and then the third show was like going balls out and it was phenomenal um we had aaron orlovitz on that we had abby harrison on that we had taylor hunsaker on that and we had bemo on that yeah and they fucking murdered with the D part mm-hmm. of the show oh, yeah. with all of it uh abby headlined and that was the um the biggest show i'd done and my my cousin matt I have to throw props out to him because um he 
he teaches psychology at UVU in Orem, and so to help me out, he's he has been a supporter of my comedy from day, day one. one. And well, so, I've met him at at a few shows, and I really I think the world of him. He's a yeah. awesome guy. Yeah, he is, and he's smart is a, too. A I huge love admirer to him of talk. your work, by the way. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. he loves your comedy. Wow, I'm th- tell him I said thank you. I will, I will. But uh, he he'd tell his students, he's like, look, this is an extra credit assignment. You don't have to go, but if you go, you will get extra credit. And then, you know, I have to write about what you saw on because, you know, part of part of it is because, you know, comics are broken people a lot of the time. And, and a lot of their comedy comes from pain and yep. failure. And so it was just a gold mine of of, you know, information right that these are observe these people. And and so it was also well, a and sneaky honestly, way to too, like it, get people it, out to my show. It, it was, too. But it's comics are a little bit more open I can't tell you how many times probably I can't tell you how many times I've talked about suicide on stage where I have suicidal thoughts or and I joke and I make fun of it because that's just how I've dealt with everything my whole life is I just need to turn it into nothing. If I just basically bully this idea in my brain enough, it 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 might go away. It doesn't. But no, but but it's a way I don't I think comics have an on like this honest approach about who they are and they are more willing to accept who they are because it might be good material, whatever the reason is, but they are more willing to portray their mental illnesses or things that have happened to them and talk to them, talk about them in a bold way that nobody else really will. They'll just think about it. Right. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And so I think, wow, that's a brilliant assignment to get to with students and you know, it was it was funny to me though. Anytime like we would have walkouts from his students, because I'm just thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, "You are going to be dealing with the darkest corners <laughs> of the human mind, and you walk out on a stupid fist fuck joke." Yeah, or uh, I can't even remember or a what's... diarrhea joke or whatever. You know, how are you going to survive? Your clients telling you the most awful, awful things, terrifying, or things. things that have actually happened to them. Yeah. And you have to work them, you know, you have to be there willing to work, work through things with them, you know? Yep, yep. And I think it's because people have this idea that there are certain things that are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, God damn it. Like off limits? That are off limits. Things that are, that are, you things don't, that you are off limits. You don't talk about this. Yeah, sacrosanct. Yeah. And you don't, um, you know, talk about those things in a way that's jokey, you know. Yeah. And and I think a lot of them, uh, just you know, it's like Bill Hicks would always say, it's just like people just hear the words, they don't hear the message. Yeah, very true. And I think that's you know just one of the reasons why we ended up having them to move the show up to Salt Lake uh, is because. You know, while we would get, you know, some of those tattoo and piercing kids coming out to the shows and they appreciated them, this wasn't enough of a of a draw for Muse to be able to stay open. Because uh, it's expensive for yeah. them. They're not breaking in tons of cash and they can make a lot more money off of all having band. three bands showing yep. up. And, uh, but, you know, Darcy was all for the experiment. You know, she was like, let's see if this works. Let's see if this happens. And she tried very hard to... She's awesome, oh, by she's, the way. She's she such a ass. great she's, person. Uh, and you know that's that's uh, also uh, a lot of the reason why I I persevered for so long is because of uh, her support and because I I liked both venues. Yeah, um, I'll I'll miss I'll miss their new venue. That green room it's is awesome. Is, well, the the whole even everything the stage area everything's great about Muse Music. Oh yeah, it's an awesome it's an awesome venue. Bands get out there even. If, even if you're Salt Lake band, try out Muse and Provo. It's it's a cool uh, it's a cool spot. So you did your final show at Muse last month. Yep, in the, August, the last hurrah, and it was packed. It was amazing. It, it was, was fun. Megan and I both came out to the show. Yeah, you guys were front row. She uh, she she said because uh, it was funny because somebody said something. Uh, Manuel Rodriguez yeah. came in to my store yesterday and we talked for a while. Him. I miss him too. I was so good to see him. And I, so he came into my store 
and started talking to me about stuff like, oh, how have you been? I'm, oh, I'm good, man. I, uh, I brought up Megan and he, wait, dude, I don't know anything about that. And I said, yeah, we don't really put it out there like through social media or anything. We yeah. just actually spend time with each other and enjoy each other's company pretty much every day. Yeah. And, uh, but Megan said, oh, we had our first picture taken. And it was from, I think, when you took a picture of somebody who was on stage because we sat front row. Yeah. But anyway, it was a <laughs> just a fun show. Really, a, uh, everybody's set was fun. One of the my favorite sessions of uh, my favorite campaigns of D&D. Oh, yeah, that was... Tanner and Shane, Tanner Nicholson and Shane Smith were so funny and it's the first time that i've ever seen the group just split up to like oh no we didn't go with those guys yeah <laughs> yep it was yep. so it was just really funny it was uh, aaron's a, aaron's a fun uh fun person to watch dm oh yeah but it, he just because he just rolls with it he's so good at it I, he's awesome he, you're going to sit you're going to put yourself down here and you shouldn't because <laughs> i think you're I think you guys are equal. You you're both very different, yeah, in your approach to it. But both of you are very good, just rolling with the shit that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of the fun of DMing. That's why I still like to do it. Is even though I I think Aaron's superior at it, um, I just fucking love DMing. It's just a hoot. And also, I like having a break from hosting sometimes too. Yeah. Ah, uh, ho- hosting gets tiring. It does. Be- because you're never the funny guy when you're hosting. No. You get to bring up the funny people, and you were mediocre. Yeah. Um, but that's that's your job. That's what yep. you do. And exactly. And, and it's exactly and, uh, it. Keep the pace of the show going yep. and making sure that it runs well. It's a good... It's, everybody should... It's one of those things you need to learn how to do because it helps you when you're doing a headlining set also to pace the show and keep that energy going. You get, you understand the purpose. You, you understand your purpose. I yep. think a bit more as a comedian after you've hosted a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and it, uh, it's healthy because it kind of, your ego takes a back seat. Yep. It's not about you. Uh, it's about making sure that the audience has a great time, that your performers are taken care of, that they have fun performing, that they put on a good show. Things run as smoothly as they possibly yeah, can. And a host can just, uh, you need a good host on a show. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. I, I, yeah, I, I learned a lot. And that's why I've developed uh, softer material because. Yeah, yeah, host, because you can't. Come I, out shooting as a host. I made that. I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake several times. And uh, it's just now four years in. It's like okay, I've I've got all this softer, sillier material, and it's good to have. It's always good to have that stuff. Lighter, fluffy oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it the fluff. The fluff. Yep. It's yeah. It's absolutely necessary. Yep. To have softens the blow. It also adds a balance to because sometimes you go too far so you have to oh here's this then yep and you can kind of walk back and forth between it and it slowly you can just pretty much keep it darker but yep. uh yeah so you you did your last show at muse music and yeah. then honest you uh let's just talk about last week we're just gonna get right into it because last week yeah uh salt lake comic con we made it in uh and we wanted to do a two-hour show, adult, at Comic-Con. Um, praises to Crystal Star. She's for, amazing. Uh, handling all of the paperwork, all of the back and forth, because, you know, she's done a lot of panels there with her own, uh, you know, very Podcasting. successful podcast that she does. You know, uh, one of the, you know, co-runners on that, Hello Sweetie podcast. Go check that out, nerds. Um, <laughs> she... She was uh, absolutely instrumental in handling all of the, you know, uh, bureaucracy, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I think it's a testament to her reputation, her professionalism, that, that she was able to uh, go to the bat for us. Two people that the, the Salt Lake Council had 
Comic-Con cast. We, we, who are these two idiots? They had no idea who we were. Yeah. Nobody's, no namers, and they gave us a two-hour fucking panel. You know how long Mark Hamill got? No. An hour. Fuck me. Do you know what he said, though? He, uh, I saw the video of it because I had to work, but he said, when I come back, not if, when I come back, we're going to do a two-hour. Oh, beautiful. Two hours, we'll have an intermission in between, and then we'll come back and we'll do another hour. But he, I think he was pleasantly surprised by filling up over half the Delta Center. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I saw the pictures of that. I was, it was he, I mean, the look on his face was real gen, like, pleased. Yeah. Very pleased with the turnout, yeah. with especially 11 in the morning. I know, in Utah. On a Thursday. Um, yeah. It's amazing. The man's a legend. Yeah. And he seems to have just maintained uh, who he is. Like, he's just still just a guy. Yeah. Who has a fun job. And he, yeah, and, I, and I definitely think so. seems to recognize how lucky he is. So, you and Crystal, you went and talked to the council, or? She did on our behalf. I mean, we wrote stuff out, and then she submitted it into the forms. Um, I wrote out all, like, the descriptions of the show, and Aaron and I uh, talked a lot about who we wanted on the show. Um, we wanted um, Andrew Hobbs and Trevor Kelly because yes. when they were on the show, they became their characters. They lived that game, and it was so funny. And then they played off each other like they just—they were like this wonderful duo. And uh, we knew we had to have because it because it was just this authentic joy that they had in the game, and we we're like, we need that for this. Yes. So we got them, and then we got, of course, Crystal. Yes. Um, and not just because she got us in, but because she's always done well on the show. And uh, I I just wanted to showcase her. I think a lot of people just know her from the podcast. and, and They've never seen her perform. Seen her, seen her be mm-hmm. funny, you know, be a comedian. And then we were originally going to have Jay Whitaker uh, on the show. and But Jay was very uh, kind to just constantly keeping updated towards us last month saying i don't know because he had to wait for leave you know from the military yeah and he actually called me up uh like i don't know a week and a half before the show and he's like it's not gonna happen because they're not gonna let me off until this time my plane's not gonna get in until midnight i'm uh, but i wanted to give you enough time to and he did yeah and so i uh talked to aaron and then we got shane smith on because uh, of Shane, uh, just he loves D anD D. He loves nerds. So just genuine well, love of it. it. He's, he's a big the personality of Comic Con. Yeah. in the comedy scene, I don't think there's anybody more. I don't want to say nerdy because I don't feel he's a. I don't. Shane's not a nerd. I would say he's more like a dork. Yeah, over comedy. Yeah, or like a dork over those things. He just. Yeah. It's a genuine. Bemo's a nerd. Lo- yes, Bemo is a nerd. Legit, 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 fucking nerd. And he knows he knows all of the thing in and outs of things. Shane has just a genuine passion that I think's unmatched. Yeah, in uh-huh. not not just in that. I think he he, he loves life. He yeah. he's a, a, just a great person. But yeah, I, I think he is the embodiment of who you'd want of to represent culture. Geek yeah. culture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He just, you know, he, and he's not dumb or naive. I mean, he sees the cruel joke that is reality and has decided to spit in its eye yep. and, and glean as much joy and fun, uh, out of this shitty existence as he possibly can. And I, I admire that, uh, that outlook, that philosophy. Yeah. And uh, I heard that he killed it at, was it GamerCon or, I don't remember, but he ended up like having to do a panel by himself. And um, I haven't even heard about that. Yeah. This. And well, God, you should get him on the talk about I it. I want, I, I think that you just inspired yeah. me to do that. And so he just, he, he just pulled in all of his stage experience, all of his shaniness, and he... By the end of it, they were eating out of his hands. Um, And I was like, fuck, that is amazing that he was able to do that. Um, And so he was perfect. And and it turned out that uh, everyone we put on that show just came with their game faces on. 
and delivered A plus performances. Yeah. Um, I was heartbroken that Aaron could not be on the show. He's that's the best decision I ever made for that show was getting him on to help um, host. Mm-hmm. It, can I tell you, it, you not that you weren't doing a fantastic job, but it was it's too much for one person to do. Yeah, it is. It's it's an exhausting exhausting job. And uh, um, well, could you make character sheets for everyone? Yeah. You then you have to come up with a campaign. Then you have to decide what set you're going to tell. Then yeah. you have to host the show. Yeah. Then you have to do a D&D session. It's, it's a lot to do. Do the flyer, do, do, the, do marketing. the flyers, do the marketing, actually promote the show, social media, and yeah. any other way that you do it with putting flyers and stuff up. It's a lot of work for yeah. one person. And so he definitely helped shoulder a lot of those uh, responsibilities. When, how, when did Aaron, because I know Aaron, because I was on the year anniversary, which we did at Moe's, uh-huh. and he was already... You had already brought him on then. Yeah, he did that. Session. Yes, when was when? Because you had done it at least until December, yeah, or January um, by yourself, right? Yeah, the December show. Um, I was ill. I was very, very ill, and but it was my show. I had to be there, and so I just, um, you know, I remember this thing Patton Oswalt had talked about when he was really ill, and he's like, you know, the, that that adrenaline that a performer. Gadsworth, they're really ill. They can hold it together for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And so I just loaded up on cold medication and went up, kind of introduced the show, and then Aaron did all of it. He hosted, he DM'd, and then I got up at the end and, you know, thanked the crowd and everything, and he did a kick-ass job. Um, and I got him to do it because he understood... D&D. D&D. He understood D&D, and he understood the show. And uh, it was... Um, after I'd done the February show, I'd driven over uh, after that show over to my cousin's house and I called you on the phone because yep. I've been thinking about bringing him on the show and you're like, yes, absolutely do it. It was uh, when you called me and said, Hey, I, I, I've got to, I just want to run something by you. Well, it was something basically about that. What do you think of this idea? This is what I've been thinking of. And we both do that quite a bit. Yeah, where it's I need to bounce this idea off of somebody. Like, what what do I do? And so, yeah, when you called me and you told me I'm thinking about having Aaron Orlovitz be the other host, and then we do this, and uh, of everybody in the comedy scene here in Salt Lake City, there's no one better. You you guys are are it's a fun. It's fun to see both of you guys. I, I love and admire both of you so much and what the show has become. It's only, it's only going to get better because they, I don't feel you guys haven't reached like you are, you haven't hit a ceiling at all. I don't think yeah. there is one for you guys. I think you'll just keep progressing because you have that desire to. And I think that's the one thing about the show is that it, whatever format you, you, you do, it ends up just like, it's amazing. It's it's fun. Whether it's that you do the campaign first or you do the campaign after the stand-up, it, it just works because it's a fun show and it feels completely different every time. Yeah. It's new and fresh every time. And it's something I don't think you get from a lot of other comedy shows. I don't think you get that type of uniqueness and how... It just comes across very fresh and new each time. It's a new campaign. It's new characters. That's something yeah. that um, there's something that you do with the D&D session that is, it's, it's brilliant to see. And it's because it's almost what I was going for with comedy and other opinions where it's two people on stage and it's basically their bouncing back and forth and that's where the funniness comes yeah. from but you took it and stretched it out to where it's now five people mm-hmm. on stage and the some people have played D and so they know it and then some people were like what in the fuck am i doing yeah what is i'm rolling the dice for what 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 does that mean <laughs> and so that's fun and then it's fun when everybody just gets in character yeah uh but so comic-con Comic Con, the 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 day, the day comes 
we we bring you in when we find out Aaron can do it. Yep. Um, and uh, I get a flyer done. I send the graphic to Crystal. She gets it printed off, puts it on. I did just a simple black and white design, and she puts it on red cardstock. It looked awesome. And then we go out in the morning, and just these two really socially awkward people going up to people, handing them flyers. Like, we got help handing out flyers. Um, Shane showed up in his Deadpool outfit, and he had the easiest time just giving those things away because he looks great in a Deadpool costume because he fucking works out. And... uh they people wanted to take pictures with him and they're like, hey, I'm gonna be on this show tonight. Yay. And I was and like, not only that, he's a very outgoing mm-hmm. person. And oh yeah. Just he's just he's like a he's just like a big adorable puppy dog. And I don't mean that in a No, it's a that's a very good description. Yeah. And I don't think yeah, I think even if he heard it, he would not take offense to it. Well he shouldn't. I love puppy dogs. I know. And I love they're Shane. the best. Um and so, and then it was just waiting, just the waiting, just my stomach eating itself alive. Just, you know, I immediately go to the most pessimistic place and, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> we get just uh, once everyone got there, uh, I kind of relaxed a little bit and then, you know, it was 645 and I walked down there with the photographer, uh, Paul Black and that's when I met yeah. up with you. I had been there for probably about a half hour by that by that point. I got yeah. I got no, I got there about like six twenty ish and Perfect. I but my anxiety was off the charts at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we get to the conference there and it was like four conference rooms, this you know, big antechamber, and there was all these people. And I was like, Oh well they must be for no, another um, panel. Another or panel. I figured there was gonna, and Mac Arthur, okay, bless his heart, he saw how bad I was, and did everything he could like to pull me out of it. And he's like, "Hey, let me get pictures of you with this crowd," and he starts having me pose and take pictures, and you know, and he's like, "They're all here for you. This is <laughs> the crowd is here. All you got to do is just do what you do every month." Yeah, and so he kind of pulled me out of that headspace and kind of got me okay. I'm I'm here. Let's be present. Let's let's do, do this, this thing. And uh, people just kept coming in, and they kept coming in, and they kept coming in. I and I <laughs> I was like, what is? And happening? I didn't tell you this at the time. I told you already off air, but off the, air. I didn't find out until the tonight. guy who's in charge of Comic Con. I saw him as one of the people that walked in, and I thought, oh fuck. Holy shit, this is something. Yeah. Like it, it honestly, I am like, I was fucking overwhelmed when I was looking out at the crowd. Yeah. Oh, that just, this feeling of just awe and, and almost disbelief. Disbelief. I've never seen, I've never seen wise guys pulls crowds like that yeah because that's what they're known for yeah they're, hey come here they bring in someone you know uh i go and see brian posein every time he's there if i can yeah. see bill burr i'll yeah. go see bill burr there yep. every time it's a fun fun club but this was something something completely else. different yeah. i've never seen this for any type of indie show oh yeah. ever Ever, I I don't know where they heard about it, why they came. I'm absolutely thrilled that they did, and uh, I'm so glad you didn't tell me he was there because I I would have uh, shut down. <laughs> I think maybe or overthought it. Um, and we so yeah, we did things a little differently. We had a few friends who'd really wanted to come to the show, but they had panels, and they're like, "Could you do the campaign last?" last? Because, you know, it's like, no offense, like, I've seen, I love your stand-up, but we've all seen it, like, a lot. And I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it, let's, let's, do, let's it. do it. And uh, I think it kind of turned out to our advantage I doing think so it that too. way. Because they it were there. It warmed the crowd up. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, warmed the crowd up. That, the, and then we, we get everyone up there, um, and... You 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 get up there. We find like a, a corner, a small yes, corner of yes. the stage to they you know hand us the wireless, and uh, you 
just get up there and you start hosting the shit out of it. And that crowd was so lubed up and ready to go. Uh, they loved you. They loved you. And it was incredible. It was, uh, it was honestly, I have to thank you because it was unlike any show I've ever done before. I've never had to pause that long for laughs that just kept going. Oh, yeah. And I thought, no, that should have only been like a three to four second laugh, not five to ten. Yeah. It should not. It shouldn't be this long. Shut up, so I can. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. going with my set. You, you have your stuff very carefully timed. That's the only reason, and that's the only reason threw, you went over. It is threw because, me off so much. Yeah. Well, that's what when you showed me the time, I I thought, no, there. I didn't even tell all of the jokes I planned. I cut myself <laughs> off like three jokes early. Yeah. How How did I go? Oh shit! How did I go over that much? Yeah. And uh, it it was on. It was unreal. I've never felt like I had a crowd eating out of my hand like yeah. that before where they were even talking, but they were talking to me. It was never yeah. heckling like, it was, they were in, engaged. Yes. They wanted to be, they wanted to laugh. They did. They knew things were jokes. They didn't get offended and shut no. down. Unlike any, I've always oh. had at least a few. Yeah. And you beautiful, you gave a beautiful caveat. At the beginning, before you went into explain, <laughs> this isn't an adult show. You're all here. We're all sat down. I'm. If you don't know that this is an adult show, you do now. You and do so, now. and I and I didn't even swear while doing it, but I wanted to drive my point. Guys, there's gonna be language. There's gonna be things that you didn't expect to hear. I sh I promise you, there. You, you will. It's n not all all <laughs> all happy. Yeah, but it's funny. Yep. So laugh with it yep. just if you if you're here to laugh and have fun then that's that's what this yeah. is but if you get offended by something that's being said i'm going to tell you now this is your warning yep don't complain about it don't tell other you know don't go and complain to the comic con yeah that oh they said these things because this is your warning now yeah if you aren't if you are okay then we're all in a consensual zone here yeah. so just strap in and let's have some fun yeah and oh and they i tell you when uh because i it kept it pretty light mm -hmm. and then when i started didn't like all right uh now we'll now we'll dip my toe in some murky water and see how this goes let's uh let's just test the water <laughs> here and and they went with it. Yeah, they They did. went with it. They went any weird, strange place we wanted to take. It was crazy. Well, and that's what uh, Shane even said that after his set. He said, dude, I've never had everybody stay with me Yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah. And I think part of it is just the, the, the geek dork culture. It's because these, um, a lot of these people who, who came out, they're, they're used to being belittled. They're used to being the outcast, the weirdo, the person who's not understood. And so these are people that are broken, who yep. carry around a lot of pain, who know what it's like to, to be outcast and then to fall in love with something. And that's that their escape. Them, that's their escape. That's their life. That's the thing that gives them energy, that gets them out of the goddamn bed. It's their the happy thought. Yeah. Whether, like, with if you want to tie, like, the Peter Pan thing into it, it's not flying. It's what gets you out of bed. Yeah. What's your happy thought that gets you through your goddamn day at work? Yep. Yep. And Mine now is the performance that I had at Comic-Con. Because mm -hmm. if I can ever have a taste of that, oh. again, if I can just perform in front of a crowd that just gets me. Yeah. That just gets that it's jokes and that we're having fun, but that the world sucks, but we can still talk about it. Yeah. And make fun of it back. Yep. Oh, so. And they were great. And the thing that I liked about it is what you noticed is they weren't heckling. They were because that's kind of the culture there at Comic Con. That you're supposed to participate in the panels. And so we let all of that slide because they were very respectful. They were into it. They wanted to experience this. And I loved it when you're like when you first opened them, it was like, I've seen a lot of cosplay, you know, today. And you're probably looking at me like, What's what's this guy's deal? What's he what's going on with him? And yeah. someone goes, Who do I look at? Charles Manson. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> 
nailed it. <laughs> Which, can I tell you, I was so happy it played out that way that someone else said it. Yeah. Because it made it funnier. Yeah, it, it really made it, did. It made it like, <laughs> yep, that is it. That's just my face. That's what I do. This is what my parents did to me. Yeah. I look like Charles Manson. <laughs> uh, by the way, on my Facebook page now, somebody posted a picture of Charles Manson dancing to some song. <laughs> it's like a weird courtroom thing that he was probably trying to plead insanity yeah. to, but he's like cutting a rug. Look it up. It's funny as shit. Somebody cut some new song, like edited a new song. It's fucking funny. That's fantastic. But so, yeah, that guy yells out Charles Manson. And uh, God, it, it, people laughed and just it made it easier to go, cool, you've lightened up already. Now yep. let's just go right in. Let's just do yep. this. Uh, and so then I just got to do my set. And it was the easiest set I've ever done. Now I know, looking, thinking back, I, I, I know I missed punchlines. I remember specifically one that sticks out, and I knew some, it felt weird while I was even telling it. Yeah. But I still just, just rolled with it, and it, I still feel that that was one of my best shows oh, ever. If, yeah. if, I will just say it was my best show that I've ever had, because yeah. I don't think I've had that much comedy just, or that much laughter and fun just in a set that yeah. felt easy and just like, well, this is how it felt like some comedy central shit. Yeah. It I mean, felt it unreal. Just... Well, I don't know how many people were there, but there, I would have to estimate probably at least 300 people. And I would, I would have to say that. Yeah. And the, and, and, and learning after the show, talking to those, you know, uh, very kind women who, you know, run, that was their job was to run those rooms and make sure people got in and out safely. They had to turn away an estimated 100 people who wanted to get into that thing and yeah. couldn't. Um, Natasha Maurer, uh, one of the, you know, comics, um, who's one of the biggest supporters of my show. Uh, Your number one fan. The number yeah, my, one fan. My of, number one fan of Dungeons. The number one fan of Dungeons and Comics. Is Natasha Maurer, bar none. Um, her and uh, her and Susie came from Wendover to see that fucking show. They, they, and it's because she said it's because they're just our broken, crestfallen faces that the lady just went. Let me grab a couple of chairs, and so they were way. They were at the very, very back, um, and I'm so glad that they that they made it and they got to see the whole. They got to see the end of my set. Um, yep. That was interesting. That was a different thing. Is you had actually had me go up and do some stand up. When we do the show, it's the host that does the stand up, and then the DM just does the DMing. And so that was fun getting to. Can I tell you though, like that after my after I did my set, I did everything as a host to make sure that you had the time to do it because I wanted you to tell jokes to that crowd because it was unreal it's still a surreal experience thinking back like when i'm reflecting on that show i still can't wrap my brain around the pure joy that i felt while on stage that oh, night yeah yeah it was it was on i still i'm still walking around in the state of did that really happen that 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 was a thing that happened that was a thing that happened wow um it, it be, uh, just just amazing, and I'm and I'm, I'm just uh, and and I want to make sure that this happens next year, so Aaron can be a part of it, so he can see what we've built. Well, I am pretty sure that you will you will get that, um, because uh, I went back. So that was Thursday night at Comic Con, and Comic Con goes Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, and I went Friday to Comic Con, and I took my son, and we went. And I was recognized more at that just on Friday as a comedian and as, man, you're so funny. That was so funny. That show was so great. I was there last night. I was walking around looking at art to buy. Yeah. Just different uh, prints. And as I, I walk past one, one thing and I'm looking, just looking at the prints and the artist behind the table says, your show last night was awesome. Like you were really funny, but, and that, that show was just great. Wow. And so just being like, I, I think it was probably close to about 15 or 16 people that came up to me. Damn. Yeah. Crystal texted me this morning and was like, they were still running into people Saturday talking about the show. Yeah. 
It was uh, it. What you do is fantastic, and uh, you definitely deserve deserve the recognition for what you've created. You've created a very unique and fun show that people should go out and see. Every month, people should go out and see. I hope they do, because uh, it's a lot of fun um, doing that show for people who want to be there, who are into that kind of thing and appreciate it. Um, man, that was doing a show for our demographic was so amazing and i loved like i could i could call i was like is there a dm in the house yes that was so funny is there a senior dm that can answer that question you can shoot two arrows wasn't that it yeah it was that it was yeah there was two arrows and then the invisibility question oh man that was so funny you need see invisibility can we see each other (laughs) get that campaign was really funny it was uh (laughs) <laughs> it was so fun. I just kind of wanted to do the PI thing, you know, and then it turns out that, well, yeah, she is sneaking around on him, but it's, you know. For something else. <laughs> for, she's involved in a cult, going to raise some Cthulian elder god and wreak havoc and, yeah. God, how it ended was so funny, too. Can oh. I tell you, like, everybody on the show, not only, like, was their stand-up great, but oh, the yeah. way they played off of each other in the D&D campaign mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, actually, no. Then I don't think anybody really. I think they all had such a, a everybody, both Andrew Hobbs, Trevor Kelly, like those, so funny, mm. so funny. Um, and then Shane bringing back his character from last month. Oh yeah, from the yeah, cause the the Sean Way, Sean Ye, Sean Ye Westeros. Yes. Yep. Uh just he just strangles his way through every campaign. He's, yeah. He I don't know how many people he's choked to death. I, a lot. Just God, dude, when he threw the flaming body. Oh, that and and, and rolled, rolled a 19. 19 with this plus 5 bonus on top of that. She's dead. She's dead. Yeah, that was so funny. It was the best it was, place to end it. And then Hobbs saying texting back through I'm just going to text him back through the crystal ball and then was quiet for a second. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, he texted me back. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. It was so such a funny note to end on. Yeah. And honestly, Trevor and Andrew, were they on the show together before? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. it made so much sense because they were so funny yeah. with each other. Like, yeah. so funny. That's why I had to have them sit together. Um, God, man, both of those guys were really funny in the both stand-up and, and campaign. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this. Trevor and, Kelly's on, in my honest opinion, one of the funniest people I've ever. Oh, met. He he's is so good, improv or stand up. St- it doesn't matter. His which. tweets crack me up. I mean, he's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's and he's a good, good guy. Good, yep, just a good such a fucking good guy. Person. So yep. solid. Um, and it was cool that like, um, Crystal pushed the limits on filth. Oh, at yes. that show. Can I tell you that somebody actually even told me like they came up to me and they said, "Yeah, you were really funny." I had I, I I had to leave during the girl. <laughs> uh, she got up there and she just kind of took it a bit too far for me. <laughs> As, and he didn't and he didn't say it in a way. He didn't say she wasn't funny. Yeah, he didn't. So it wasn't even a disrespect to her. It was a, hey, I just couldn't take it. Yeah, I get that. No, I know she was funny because I hate it when I've had people. With, that I put on my show and then I've had people talk to me like they weren't funny and I said yes they were. Did you hear other people? Did you hear other people laughing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Then they were funny. It wasn't your sense of humor, or you didn't like it. But it doesn't mean they weren't funny. Yeah. So yeah, I I I loved it. So, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I can I can I went with my um, my set that I know almost always works, and but when I knew. Um, the, that you could push that I could do that I could do the whole too fat for suicide part with my cousin having to suck dick to get money to pay drug dealers and I, cause because I did that very graphic pulled out his shoulder dude it's the it's so funny though with, uh god there's so much funny I don't even I don't want to even say your joke because but there's I'll I'll it, go see Nicholas live go see Dungeons and and comedy in in October. Or go see him whenever. Follow him on Facebook or Twitter, and go go to a show and see Nicholas live because it's it's funny. Brace yourself because it is dark. <laughs> but if you can just let yourself go and realize that uh, 
Nicholas has a heart of gold and is one of the best people in the world that I have ever met. Maybe you know better people than me. You, I'm not going to insult. I was going to call you assholes, but I'm not going to call my <laughs> people listening to my show assholes. You, you assholes that know better, nicer, kinder people than me. Fuck you. But uh, you truly are one of the best people I've ever met. Um, you're so kind and loving and caring and supportive. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I, you don't, you don't see it because you're you, you know what I'm, you don't, you're not going to pat yourself on, on the back and be like, I am, I do kick a lot of ass, but you are. And a lot of people see it. I've, I've, I've had many a good conversation about good old Nick Smith, (laughs) you know? Uh, and what you do for the comedy scene is, is amazing. You provide a, you provide a show for people to show off their talents and, and then they get to. Yeah. Oh, and, and boy, do they kick ass. But so it was one of the, one of the coolest things that I've, I've been able to see in my comedy career was, uh, even the picture that they took of you at comic con that they have on your, yeah, it's so great. It was between expressions. Uh I was like, but it's it's amazing because uh you can see almost the not the it's not even disbelief but there's something that just a a gratitude of of wow just a a complete feeling uh it's an you you look awesome like just that you were really taking in the awe of this moment. You were actually present and in this moment and still looking out at these hundreds of people just going, wow, yeah. you guys came here to have fun. Yep. Yep. It's, it's cool, man. Yeah. I, uh, I had people tell me, Oh yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the show is that I couldn't get up there and play. I wanted to be playing <laughs> with you guys. Cause when I play, it's like that. Yeah. Like it's, there's that fun and joking. And that's, what's amazing is you took, the pure joy of friendship that you develop from going on these adventures in your brain, in everybody's brain, you're sharing this adventure yeah. and you took it and you made it fun yeah. for yeah. an audience and for the people participating in it. And what you've done with Dungeons and Comedy is amazing. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I miss about being able to regularly tabletop role plays. You really do. That the people that I role played with regularly are still my friends because we, as dumb as it sounds, the theater of the mind is a very powerful place. And so we experienced unique, crazy things together that, you know, unless unless you play tabletop, you're not going to get it. No, it's like, no, we we fought the the legions (laughs) of doom on the surface of Mars. Exactly. There's still uh, there's still friends that I have. We're, we don't talk very often, but I would, if they needed anything, they could call me. And it's my D&D friends that I grew up with, the yeah. people that we got made fun of in school. We weren't the cool kids, but yeah. we thought each other were cool as shit. Yeah. And those are uh, like some of my, some one of them listens to my podcast. Oh, cool. And he he's great. He listened to us play D&D that one. Oh, yeah. That set. Yeah. <laughs> The, the sketch sandwich one? Yeah. Yeah. Where he when went we to actually played the campaign. Discover the, the campaign. source of the female orgasm. Yep. Yeah. And we had to fight a menstrual monster. Yeah. And, made out of, and it's armored with uh, those hard blood blood clots. <laughs> it's so gross. Just, <laughs> uh, I loved how it took Natasha a little bit to wrap her head around what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that she was like, oh. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that uh, I, I, yeah, all the people that came up afterward and just wanted to talk about it and shared their experiences and uh, it it just uh, it was beautiful and uh, made it uh, just amazing. I uh, um, so I, I one little aside, I uh, posted on Facebook before I left. I was like, you know, I'm thinking about. Uh, uh, cosplaying as Aaron Wardlevitz. Oh my the, god, that was so funny. It'll be so the funny. laziest cosplay ever. But uh, yeah, thinking about it, and uh, um, so I got a uh, one of my my art paper, one of my art uh, 
art pens and, and wrote "I want to die," which is what an Arid Orlovitz's like silly catchphrases yeah. catchphrases pulled my hair back because Aaron has cut his hair. So trying to simulate the short hair look. Yep. I already have glasses similar to his, and then I put on my flannel shirt, which he's you know uh, often wears, and uh, and then I went to the uh, gas station. Holiday gas station and was gonna buy. Found out from Aaron he smokes Parliaments. They don't have Parliaments there, so I got Camel Blues because Dave Rust Girl Cole also smokes Parliaments. Oh, so well, two cool go. people, two two cool people, two smoke cool people parliaments. smoking Parliaments. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I got the Camel Blues because Rust Cole from True Detective smokes Camel Blues. And great uh, show. Yep, and so he's uh, uh, every bit as nihilistic as Aaron Orlovitz and. Uh, Went up to the to the to the con. I got uh, a lot of pictures taken from other comedians, uh, and uh, but after the show, I gave Crystal Star the pack of of Camel Blues because she smokes those and she fucking earned them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed a a very rare cigarette at the end of that show. Uh, I don't I don't smoke very often, but but when I do, it's because of something like that. So. Or just an over overwhelming, something overwhelming. Yeah, something is overwhelming. I had a therapy session where I had a cigarette, <laughs> bummed one off Sam D'Antuano, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, and uh, it was the best fucking cigarette in the world. And uh, I don't know why. M- most of the time, I think they taste like nineteenth century industry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best description of, like when you smoke a lot, they they're fantastic yeah you the everything about them is great when plus two to taste yeah yeah you well you you lose i think that's what it is you actually lose this uh, you lose a lot of your sense of taste no from smoking like when people i've talked to people who when they quit smoking they talk about how great food tastes again yeah now, I've never been a huge fan of I, I eating. I, Levi Rounds is probably the only other person that I know where we share the same view. It's almost a burden to eat. I would rather not yeah. eat. I start thinking about eating when my stomach hurts, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I need to. Eat. I didn't have an aid in a while. I need to do something about this. So, but you, yeah, Nicholas, I am from being a, a, your friend for. It's been a while now, like four or five years now. Uh, three years. It seems longer, but really? we met April 2013, Bountiful at the 5th, Joker's Gone Wild Show. So, well, let's say three and a half then. Three and a half years. Yep. And yeah. And I have seen, for some reason, I thought it was 12. I thought it was longer ago. You may have seen me at Wise Guys? No, that was that night. No, no, you hadn't. You I had, had no idea not, who I was. No, because I thought, who is this asshole yep. that's going to be funny? Nope. And then you went up on stage, and I was like, oh, that's who that asshole is who is funny. <laughs> like, so funny. Well, and I, on, like, honestly, I, I thought I hadn't seen you. I had been around comedy at that point almost four years, and then you were on a show, and I thought, how the fuck did this guy slip by me? No. How If he's getting on shows, how do I not know about him? And then I just thought that it was like, oh, they're just throwing some guy a bone that that thinks he's funny. Because <laughs> I've seen it before, you know, oh, where yeah. I, on shows where I go, oh, shit. Someone has to pick it up. Someone's got to pick up the show. I'm glad I'm not hosting. Yeah. But you went up, and I, I thought it was going to be very typical – like just fat jokes or yeah. something like that, and it wasn't at all. It was just you told you're coming on your cat joke, yeah, and you you had a innocence about everything you talked about <laughs> that made that that is what is it's it's what wins your jokes over. In my that's why you have the joke that's I can't even remember what you call it. It's the uh, it's something for porn. It's the like people being mean and oh, mean spirited porn. porn. Yeah, it's that joke. The mean spirited porn. How yeah. you like the way you the things that you're talking about. It's okay, and this is exactly it. If people listen to you, if they don't just listen to the words you're saying and they actually hear the whole message, it's very heartfelt and endearing what you're saying in there. But if they just hear the words. Yeah. They're going to be like, what? Oh. Yeah. 
than it is Man. Just, just gross but, filth. But that I am talking about gross filth. You are, but you uh, talk about it from a you. You're basically and, and, saying, and, and I, I'm with you. It's appalling. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but, uh, just, man, just that you just have a very. Uh, your heart comes through in your material, and it's amazing. So, and it comes through in your show. You are a very loving, caring person, and that's how your show comes across: is that you love and care for it. Yeah, all very like you much. would. It's your baby. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm here. I'm sharing this with you. No, yep. you guys. We gotta share my baby for a second. Don't you? Don't you hit my baby? That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll sick Ma Orlovitz on you. So if you hurt my baby. So, exactly. So, dude, thank you so much for, for coming on and talking about this. Oh, uh, yeah. This, uh, I'm glad we did before our memories started. Well, that's fade. what I want. That's why I called you. I, I wrote you Thursday night. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Well, Friday or Saturday night, what are you doing? Because I want to record this. We, yeah. we, I want to get it as fresh as we can. I got it Sunday, but, you know, hey. Yeah, it, still huh? good. Still good. Yeah. It's still fresh in our minds. Uh, if you want to see the picture of over the shoulder shot of the crowd, to refresh it for you, Nicholas, I've got it on my phone. All right, cool. But uh, uh, I'm so happy to see what your shows become, how far it, how far it's come, and yeah. I can't wait to see the future of it because yeah. now you have that you've been featured. You had a feature panel at at Comic Con. Yeah, that's packed. It's gonna open packed doors. room, and you will be. You're going to be recognized now for that. I mean, there, you know, there's a large amount of people at Comic Con that will know who you are, yeah, and they know the fun that you can provide for them. There's already people I know that I talked to that said they were going to look up Dungeons and Comedy. Oh, I already know about the uni- the show happening at, at the University of Utah in October. I'm going to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, me and Aaron both got a bunch of follows and likes the very next day. So Aaron called me uh, Friday, uh, and he wanted to know. He figured the show had gone well. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I talked to him all about it, and uh, um, he was like, you were good not to call me because it was open bar at the wedding, and uh, <laughs> I drank a tremendous amount. <laughs> so... But yeah, I, I, 2017, it's, it's going to be a big year for us. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Well, and I'm, I'm happy your show's up, going to be happening in Salt Lake. I think it'll find a, a good following here. I do too. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited, man. So, uh, what do you have to plug? Well, uh, I am going to be, uh, featuring for Levi Rounds, who's going to be headlining at Sandy Station on, uh, Friday this this upcoming this Friday coming Friday so I'll get to do like 25 minutes perfect uh and then um we got dungeons uh oh well I and then uh, I'm gonna be hosting uh for Aaron Orlovitz who's gonna be headlining on uh Friday the 23rd of September awesome at uh, Sandy Station so definitely come out and see him and uh, and then Aaron and I are going to be doing our show at the U of U, our Halloween Lich Tacular at yeah. the U of U, the Union Theater, uh, on uh, Thursday, October thirteenth. Ooh! So it's my mom's birthday. Oh, nice! A lot of thirteens. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, my son's mom born on a thirteenth. My son, 13, wow. and my mom, 13. Very so, cool. Important people in my life were born on the 13th. Uh, my son's mom and I aren't together anymore, but she's still a, a good friend of mine. And yeah, we still, and that's, uh, uh, that's an amazing work thing. hard to... Actually, we're recording in her house right now. Because yeah. I'm house-sitting for her while uh, her and her husband are out of town celebrating his birthday. Oh, so, rad. Um, yeah, dude, thank you so much. Oh. Guys, go and see, go see Nicholas. Go see Levi Rounds this Friday. Go, uh, go see Nicholas host for Aaron. And definitely don't miss Dungeons and Comedy because it's fantastic. If you like comedy, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, it's perfect for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Aaron Orlovitz and at Nick Smith Comedy. 
on Twitter, and uh, yeah, look up Dungeons and Company on Facebook. Is it just facebook.com backslash Dungeons and Company? I'll put a link yeah. in, mm-hmm. in here. So um, if you go to the, the earholemedia.com and click on Stupid Questions and you go to this episode, it'll have all in the good. blog, it'll have uh, every way that you can follow them. And so definitely follow Aaron who also has a podcast on the Earhole Media Network. Yes, he does. After so, Hours Family. Fam- yep. After, late Is it Late Night Family Values? Late Night Family, late night night family Values. The, him and Leslie Falco. <laughs> Good old Leslie Falco. Good old Leslie. So, but definitely check out the show. Follow Nick on Twitter, at Nick Smith Comedy. Um, and, I mean, feel free to tweet out at him. I mean, reach out to him. Talk to him about the show. Where, yeah, where you can please. get details or anything. We'd love the, we all love the interaction. So, guys, thank you so much for, for listening to uh, another episode. And, Nick, thank you for, for being on here, man. Oh, absolutely. And thank you, honest to God. Thank you for allowing me to fill in for, for Aaron. I know, I'm oh, no, you're, I know, you're I know I'm no Aaron. I know I'm no Aaron Orlovitz. <laughs> but, uh, I was honored to, to be part of, part of Dungeons and Comedy again yeah, so well, you were first in our rolodex of uh of hosts so well thank you i'm i was happy to happy to do it and uh, you fucking nailed it man it was fun so guys uh thank you for listening you guys are all great this has uh, been another episode of stupid questions on the Airhole media network thanks